0: Episode 13 of The Bird's Eye View. Prince Harry dropped an absolute bombshell performance on Sunday as he shook the world and the palace with a showing that resulted in a massive 19 points. Off. <laughs> <laughs> I very name. good bro, I enjoyed that,
1: that's yeah. very good. I'm
0: glad, I'm glad, put a lot of effort into that lads. it goes on, it goes on, as a non-Cane owner I felt as equally triggered as Piers Morgan was this morning, <laughs> overall ranking plummeting down, down and down, I think the only person I can go to, to go through this game week is Mr Robbie Re- Weller with Robbie's Review.
2: Hooray! Hey, Welcome boys, welcome back to Robbie's Review, Um. Once again, it's kind of a similar story to last week. There have been some very solid defensive performances this week. There have been nine clean sheets in the Premier League. Uh, Southampton, Aston Villa, Wolves, Fulham, Manchester United, West Ham, Chelsea, all keeping clean sheets. And the goals have been on the low side. There have been lots of games ended with only teams, teams scoring one goal. Burnley, Arsenal, Brighton, Fulham, Palace, Currently, Southampton have one goal as well. So, it's been a very low-scoring weekend in terms of the forwards. The highest-scoring forward, as Birdie mentioned, is Prince Harry. Um, He has a whopping 19 points at the moment. Well, at the moment, he's the leader-scoring striker this game week, and I don't think that's going to change unless Jesus comes off the bench and scores four, um, which is looking very unlikely. And then, the only other strikers to score this game week were Chris Wood, Ian Acho, Benteke and Che Adams. No other strikers have scored a goal this weekend, um, which is rather crazy. So everyone else, you've got more and Marshall with an assist each, but then all the other strikers have two points or less, which is rather incredible. Um, in terms of the midfielders and the defenders, it's a slightly different story. Um, at the moment, James Ward, Prowse is on 17 points, uh, having just scored against Manchester City. Bale put in another fantastic performance with another 14 points, Against Crystal Palace, he's looking very much back to his best. Jorginho got another penalty for Chelsea. Lamina scored a very good goal against Liverpool. And Bruno did what Bruno does and scored a penalty. Um, Even at this moment in time, Kevin De Bruyne scored. So he's looking like he's going to go into double figures. And Riyad Mahrez has a goal and likely assist by the looks of it. Um, so I think he'll probably end up in double figures this week, which is fantastic news for me, as I triple-captained him this week. Um, and then the defenders, we have some we have some more double-figure hauls in the defence too. Luke Shaw, another fantastic performance from him. He's really, really having a very, very good season. 14 points, and you've got the West Ham duo of Creswell and Dawson bagging 13 and 12 points, respectively. And then Daniel Armaty for Leicester, who was a who were a very very big topic for us last week, Leicester. But Daniel Armati managed to bag himself a goal and therefore also joined the double-figure Hall Club. And finally, goalkeepers. melier with nine points after his penalty save. We've got no double-figure goalkeepers this week. Uh, Martinez was robbed of bonus points right at the end. Um, but we, the goalkeepers were some slim pickings. They're very low-owned, these ones. So you've got Ariola, who was playing against Liverpool, I doubt many people started him, even though Liverpool have been terrible recently. And then Dean Henderson coming back, he's gonna be very low ownership. Um, what's his ownership? He is one point four percent owned at the moment. Johnston, Martinez, Dubravka, all very low ownership, all keeping clean sheets though. So it's, it's been a it's been a interesting week and one for the defences more than the attackers.
0: That's for sure. That's for sure. Another week, another goal drought. And uh, that's why I want to focus on the defence. You know, there's a lot of money elsewhere that's been wasted, quite frankly. You look at Mo Salah. um, It's not not worth putting your money in midfields and forwards. As you say, Robbie, you know, only five strikers scored this week. You know, that's ridiculously I'm going to give us a few premium defensive options where we can spend that money. And I'm going to start with... Luca Dimie, because he's got some fantastic fixtures coming up. We know his ability going forward. You know, Cal Lewin and Rickarlison in the middle. They're getting a lots of goals. And Dinier, therefore, has a lot of assist and attacking potential, which is so crucial for defenders. He's 6.2. The games he's got coming up, Burnley, Palace and Brighton. So I'd definitely be having a look at him. You mentioned Cresswell and Dawson. West Ham's such a threat from set pieces. And those two are key to it. I like Dawson at 4.5 million. I think he could be a real, real bargain. And you've got Shaw, the most in-form defender in the game. He's only 5.1 and not only a United looking pretty solid at the back, as they showed against Man City, but Shaw's on set pieces and corners, which is you wouldn't think of it as Luke Shaw. Um, but, but he is and that we can definitely take advantage of, whereas... We look at Azpilicueta. He's played every minute in the Premier League under Thomas Tuchel. And that Thomas Tuchel side is just not conceding goals. Not conceding goals. So he's definitely one to have a look at 5.7 million. And, I mean, Martinez, he's on on route now. If he continues the way he is, he's going to break Brad Friedel's record, which stands at over 12 years old mm-hmm. for the points in the season from a goalkeeper. So... Those players, or some of your own, Jack. What do you think is the best shout?
1: Wow! Yeah, <laughs> there are some huge shouts coming in there, and I guess what some of my thoughts would be: it depends where your head's at and where your planning is. That more importantly, if you're bringing in a defender right now, um you've obviously got to be considering that blank game week twenty-nine and. When you get Aaron Cresswell, I watched the West Ham game and I'm just very impressed with him on set pieces, his crossing ability. He's just a he's just a constant threat for a West Ham side that are so dominant in the air. So Aaron Cresswell, he's an expensive player, but and I know some people have tried to use Kufal to try and cover him. It, it's just not happening. Aaron Cresswell is one of the informed players right now in the league, so I, I definitely like that shout. But going on, as Birdie said, Luke Shaw is hard to look past him. If you're wild carding in game week 30, um, he, he's certainly someone that I'm going to be considering because he has just been fantastic. It looks like he's really putting in that effort to make sure he's not just on the plane for the summer, but that he nails down that starting spot for England and he's doing a great job about it. He's almost playing as a a winger many times. And he's on a lot of set pieces, as Birdie said. He's got a fantastic goal against Man City. um, And he seems to have really perfected that crossing, that drilled cross, that when they get the established striker of Cavani back up top, you can just see Shaw bagging more and more points. Um, he's starting to grow in ownership. He's owned by 11.4% so far, but that's still, you know, there's still 90 90 odd percent of people that that don't have him. And he's actually currently ranking number two for creativity, and he's number three on the ICT index. So he is someone that could really start to punish people as things go on. But finally, my third and final thought with regards to the defenders. Is as Birdie has said, Aspilaqueta played every single minute under Thomas Tuchel. I think there's only been since Tuchel's come in. I think there's been uh, seven, eight games. I think it is now, and he's only conceded in two of those eight games. Woo! Therefore, he just he's got to be under consideration. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Week two of Birdie's Bargains. I know you're really excited for this one after I got trashed for suggesting the world class striker of Ian Nacho. By my <laughs> two co presenters. Um, he went and scored, didn't he? He loves proving all of us wrong, that's for sure. <laughs> so I'm going to base these uh, bargains on the next two fixtures. So all four of Ooh. mine. Uh, they feature in the blank game week next week, which I think is really important for my bargains at this point in time. Uh, I did consider Fraser Forster because he's only four million and Southampton's fixtures are looking absolutely stunning. And then he, um, he got dropped tonight, didn't he, for McCarthy, who's, been look, who's looked uh, shaky to say the least tonight. So Forster's one to look out for. He might feature in a few weeks to come. But I'm going to start with the Leeds goalkeeper Melier, who's 4.6 million he saved a penalty on the weekend he loves he loves his saves and he plays Chelsea and Fulham in the next two game weeks Chelsea and Fulham they haven't really been scoring loads of goals either of them so i think Mellier is a good prospect he also gets quite a lot of bonuses he's third on the the bonuses the bonus points uh, list for goalkeepers and he's also second in the saves list for the season, 102 saves the season, only Johnston has saved more. So that is a proper bargain, absolute bargain for you lot. And then we move on into the defenders. Uh, Dan Byrne at 4.2 million, I think, is an absolute whopper of a bargain. He plays Southampton and Newcastle in the next two. And he's definitely someone who I'm going to look to bring in because he's such a bargain He's playing left wing back. So, you know, a bit of potential going forward. But I just, Newcastle, I can't see them scoring. You know, without without Callum Wilson up top, they're really struggling. Uh, Rumours of discontent with Bruce. And um, so, Dan Byrne, 4.2 million. He's a bargain. Uh, onwards, Bertrand Traore. Onwards. Uh, onwards. I remember talking about him a few weeks ago. You know, a lot of potential. I think Grealish is coming back soon. And I think that actually boosts Butch and Traore, because a lot of attention gets turned to Grealish. and um, they have Newcastle, Spurs, and Fulham in the next three fixtures. So, pretty good fixtures, I think. I think Butch and Traore definitely is a prospect, especially in that attacking position of his. And then finishing it up with, let's be honest, he's he's been a favourite over the last month or so. It is Mikhail Antonio, six point six million. I think that's still a bargain, if truth be told. It's an absolute bargain. It is. He's. He returns in the last nine games, which is a very good outfit uh, output considering his price. He, they do play United and Arsenal, but West Ham, you know, they're knocking on the door for Europe, and there's there's a reason for that because Antonio has led the line so well. What do we think of this? I'm gonna to go to you, Robbie Wellham. Well, there's some very good shouts in there, Birdman, I
2: think. Um with I got I got some points to sort of consider certainly with these bargains as well. Um Leeds and melier he's obviously as you mentioned he's made a lot of saves but they don't keep many clean sheets. So you are relying on the save points rather than the clean sheet points. So I think at this point, you've got to have Martinez as your goalkeeper, unless you can't afford him. I think Melier would be a good good option if you can't afford Martinez, but otherwise you have to get Martinez in your team. They've only kept two clean sheets in their last 10, but then again, Melier's sort of saved penalties. I think he saved a couple of penalties now this season, and he's, he's getting some decent hauls at the same time, and he's making a lot of saves. Dan Byrne. I owned Dan Byrne in fantasy football last season for quite a lot of the season, and he played left wing back. He played quite regularly. And in terms of attacking returns, you're getting nothing out of him. Trust me, hes you he, he won't get anything out of him. He, he looks promising. He's about six foot six. You think, oh, there's got to be some set-piece threat in there. But no, there's not, got absolutely nothing from him. He, got, he came in with the occasional six points. But that was about it. So if, I, I think certainly for game week 29, he looks like a good option. And Southampton and Newcastle are struggling for goals. But I think Lewis Dunk, if you can afford that 0.8, uh, 0.7 difference, Lewis Dunk would be a better option because he does have that aerial ability and has actually scored a couple of goals for Brighton. Um, Mikel Antonio, again, you mentioned as well, your striker. Um, he's, he's got some dodgy fixtures, but he, West Ham have been fantastic this season. So I think, again, that's a good shout. Um and in terms of value for money, he's certainly up there with the best strikers in the game at six point six million. I think that's very good value for money. And Bertrand Traore, he's we always sort of we've talked about him quite a lot in this pod and he he gets he gets a few hauls yeah. here and there, but he's only got one double figure haul this season. So it's but like you said, I think Greenish coming back will certainly help him, but he's and f- 5.9 million is a little bit expensive for a bargain, in my opinion.
1: <laughs> what do oh. you say, Jack? <laughs> well, wow. oh, OK. Um, I guess i would start with Bertrand Traore in an Aston Villa attack that has missed Jack Grealish. But I am think I'm right in saying that he's... Is he back now or is he about to come it, back? It looks
2: like he's back soon, I think. I don't know
1: if... It's yeah, coming. I think the goals start flowing obviously a few weeks back we spoke on the pod about how Aston Villa actually had a better expected goals than Leeds United and Bertrand Traore is big to that I I appreciate he's not going to bang two three four goals in a game but at the price that he is of 5.9 million you're struggling to find too much better so I'm quite protective over Bertrand Traore because I've got him in my team and I've got a lot of time. He's, he's an exciting player to have, um, but I do also appreciate – I'm not expecting my 5.9 player to be banging in eight, nine-pointers week in, week out, but he's consistently playing, he's getting the minutes, and he is a tidy, tidy player. Um, I guess with Dan Byrne, I wanted to quickly touch on Dan Byrne. Um, I've got a soft spot for Dan Byrne as well, but for different reasons. I don't know if you guys remember, but we're, so we are um, all from Somerset. Birdie will tell you he's from Wales, but he's from Somerset, <laughs> really. And we all went um, back when Yeovil were in the playoffs together. I wasn't to, there. Uh... <laughs> okay, oh, yeah. fine, whatever. And right back was Luke Ayling. And that's why I brought him in my team at the start of the season, which was a bad call. But at centre-back was Big Dan burn. So it's fantastic to see the two lads from Yeovil, um, little old Yeovil, um, mixing up with the big boys yeah. in the Premier League. He's, he's a tall guy. He's a tall yeah, guy. It's... But Robbie is absolutely spot on. There's yet to be a goal or assist return this year despite his height. I wonder if he has had a few big chances. It does not look like Brighton and Hove Albion can buy a goal right now, really. Um, I've never seen a team miss so many big chances. And I watch Liverpool week in, week out. So that's saying something. Um, so that would be my kind of thoughts, lads. I think Birdie, you've smashed it, mate. I think they are the best bargains I've seen since the ninety nine p Mayo chicken at McDonald's. <laughs> so good job, you lads.
0: Well, you know what they say. Uh, you know, you know. The, Bruce says his price is right, but Birdie's price, it's, it's always. Right. Just as Birdie's price is always right, Jack has always got the stat. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Am I going? All right, I'm going. Let's go. So, <laughs> um, so with my stat this week, it is that a certain Mr. Robbie Wellham has just had a birthday. Great. But that's not actually my stat. Happy birthday, Robbie! Get yeah. over it. All right, it's not your birthday anymore. Stop milking it. So my stat is <laughs> that the goals per game by month this season has drastically dropped. Remember, in our actually probably it was pre pod days, if you can believe it, um, those goals were fun in the Premier League. You wanted three defenders. You wanted three four point five million defenders because there were three point six eight goals being scored um per month uh, wow. per game sorry and that was a lot of goals averaging just under four goals a game we've halved in in the last month we Ooh. are now running out half of that at just over 1.5 goals a game it's been a bit dry the the league seems like it's it's struggling more now um but that does mean when people the the sunzu quote which is in the midst of chaos, there is also opportunity has never reigned so true as it does now. Birdie, Robbie, is it time for big at the back? Birdman, I want to hear your thoughts.
0: Well, uh, you know, I really, I just want to make sure our viewers don't don't get succumbed to this doom and gloom that we're bringing on this podcast. You know, Robbie's review was all about defence and the lack of goals. You brought a stat, which is a great stat, you know on the lack of goals in the premier league but it's not doom and gloom because as you say that opportunity now has to be taken and i'm going to give you some options because i'm that i'm not about doom and gloom Robbie happiness and prosperity and uh and here you go Kane and Bale obvious obvious choices from the last week two massive hauls i'm going to first i think Kane is getting close to an absolute must have i think he's the you know the Prince Harry we spoke at the start. Start up, as he leaves around the world. Well, there you go. And then Gareth Bale is looking very close to his best. He was unbelievable against Palace. Those two. But I now, now I want to. We've had our vanilla ice cream in those two. I'm going to keep a bit of <laughs> Raspberry Ripple. And let's hear it. Let's hear it. Well, this is it. Kai Havertz completed his first 90 minutes in the Premier League under Tuchel. He scored nine points, two assists, and let's be honest, it should have been more The goals is allowed. He was in amongst it. 9.2 million. We know what Havertz can do. His Bundesliga record speaks for itself, and that just, we, you know, he has he has underperformed this season, but that quality that we've seen both internationally for Germany and in Bundesliga, that will come into effect. I am positive of it. I'm a massive Havertz, and I think too short will be able to get the most out of him. And then the final one is Carlison. Carlison at 7.9 million. He's looking back to close to his best in his next few fixtures. He's got Burnley, the Blank, but then Palace and Brighton. So there's three games that really he should be getting returns and goals from. Um, Robbie, I'm intrigued to hear your thoughts.
2: Oh, yeah, I... I remember in first lockdown we started up a Bundesliga fantasy football because we had nothing else to do when German football came back, and we all just wanted a bit of football. And I put Kai Havertz in my team, and he did absolute bits for me. So what, like you do, I've got a little soft spot for him, and I, I do think he's a fantastic footballer as well. Um, I think Harry Kane is. I'm going to say it, he's a he's a front runner for Player of the Season. Um, Whoa, a, well, he's certainly up there. He's I'm got, sure. he's got the. Uh, so I think he's second top scorer in the league, and he's got the most assists in the league. So you, you can't ignore those numbers. Fantasy football is all about the goals and the assists. If you don't have Harry Kane in your team, you're going to have to find a way to get him in. I think he's absolutely worth the 11.3 million that he is. Gareth Bale is looking very, very, very good as well. He's back to his best almost. I'd say if you don't have Hyungmin Son in your midfield, I'd certainly Consider getting Gareth Bale in I, because he's if he's but any if he continues this form he's going to be one of the once again one of the best midfielders in the league, so he could be a he could be a fantastic option in fantasy football. Um, so I'm I'm, I'm a fan of those shouts, Bertie. I really am. I really am. I'm a big fan of those shouts. Um, I think yeah. Calvert-Lewin's fixtures over the next few games look nice as well. So he's one to keep an eye on too. But again, he's quite highly owned. So we're not good. He's
0: quite vanilla. Um, but yeah. well, He's not only vanilla, Robbie, but he's rubbish. I mean, he's got 3- <laughs> sixteen games. Like, the guy's a fraud. He's... Mate, you're living... In the past, you're living in Jack's, you know, 3.5 goals a game. And <laughs> was the next best thing since sliced bread. That's absolute rubbish. Calvin Lewin has done nothing. Nil get on the Ricardo train. <laughs>
1: that is so strong. <laughs> yes. um, so, Birdie doesn't have a very strong view on Calvin Lewin, as you can see. <laughs> um, I do, I do, I like both of your guys' shouts. I also wanted to quickly throw in one more cheeky little, for those of you like me that are happy to chase points, I've had him a few times this season. But he scored again this evening. He scored in the last game for Southampton, and that is Che Adams. Danny Ings is out for a month, so any goals that are coming right now are coming through Che Adams, who's who's just under six million, I think it is. Am I right in saying that, or am I chatting absolute nonsense? I here? mean,
0: you're obsessed with Che Adams, like the whole. <laughs> do. Life. I am.
1: I mean, it's he's he's at five point eight, and he's ready to break my heart once again. Not that I'm going to bring him in. Uh, disclaimer for you guys back home, but for those of you like me that are chasing. It's one to have a think about. Here we go.
0: Preview of Game Week 28. And uh, it's safe to say um, Game Week 27 has uh, ruined my season completely. So, um, (laughs) after I'm really glad that the the medals were handed out in January. So, really (laughs) pleased that I won the league in January. uh, and it's happened
1: again! <laughs> it's
0: happened again! Oh, I mean, have done
1: it, it's happened again! I'd, do
0: you know what? It started off so well. I put in Aubameyang this week. <laughs> After five minutes of the game week, he scores. And I'm thinking, you know, this is, this is it. This is my moment. And it's just gone horribly wrong. DS captain, um, they go from winning 21 games in a row to conceding to... Manchester United have not scored um, against any of the top six this season before this game week. So, you know, we talk about skill versus luck and I've just been unlucky. <laughs> There's no way else <laughs> where else to put it.
1: Uh, that, it's the only explanation, fellas. It's the only explanation. Um, me- um, I just want to say, ladies and gentlemen at home, if any of you have any spare wheels, Birdie needs them because his have fallen off. <laughs> Ah, do you
0: know what, it's it's fine it's fine because there's a long long way to go, there's another 11 game weeks and so much can change as this game week has proven right now, the state of my team is I've just got to chug along and try and get to game week 30 with the least least damage as possible, so uh, I will be wildcarding in in game week 30 so my plans now are to, to get as many players playing for game week twenty nine, so therefore my one transfer this week is going to be bend me out, and it's going to be for uh, Birdie's bargain, Dan Bird. For woo, hey. uh, what a bargain! What a bargain he is. Um, but yeah, no, I'm just looking at my team now, and I'm just fearful I don't have Kane. Um, but the problem is I've got Antonio Watkins Bamford who all play in a blank game week, so I think it would be a bit silly. Is it worth? The question is, is it worth taking out one of those players to get Kane in? Is it going to make that much difference for me? For me? I'm not too <laughs> sure. I am not too sure. Now, I, I just so for, for my team, I'm not sure who I'm going to captain this week because it's not going to be a Man City defender, that's for sure. Not doing that <laughs> again anytime time soon. Um, but uh, I think we, we were talking about captaincy options and we said Bruno Kane are the, the standouts to be captain this weekend. And then you guys um, decided that uh, Calvert-Lewin was the better option over De Bruyne? Now, um, I just want to hear hear why on earth you do that, Robbie. Well, I'll tell you why I'd
2: consider it anyway. Certainly, um, it's, it's more because Fulham have been very good defensively recently um, since game week twenty. Um, they've got they have the joint most clean sheets and the second least for goals conceded in the Premier League, only behind Chelsea, I believe it is. Um, Their third best, if you're going into expected goals conceded and all that, and the stats that Jack loves, third best for for expected clean sheets, sixth best for expected goals conceded. So they've looked good defensively. So I don't think Manchester City options are obviously City are a fantastic side, and but due to Pep Roulette and how Fulham have been defensively, I think DCL could be a better option this week. Personally, that's all I'm yeah. saying, all, all all I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but I, I I understand the logic of capturing him, but I think DCL could be a very good option.
1: Birdie, we didn't actually get to hear what your points predict. I mean, you were bang on. You're, you're only about half halfway to your last week's point prediction of. I think you were sixty five, and you're on about thirty five. So I'd love to hear what you've <laughs> yeah, got. So
0: think- My season's over. I don't care.
1: <laughs> 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 I can taste the salt from here.
2: That's mm, delicious. <laughs> Right. I'll get on with my team then. Right. So, (laughs) um, I don't think I'm going to make a transfer this week. Um, I think I'm going to keep my team exactly how it is um, because I do want to get Harry Kane into my side and I can't afford to do it without taking out two players. So, at this moment in time, I'm looking at... Mohamed Salah is certainly on the chopping board at the moment. And then because of game week 29 and I don't know, I don't have my wild card, but because again, I want to get players in for game week 29. It looks like Calvert-Lewin, despite me just bigging him up just then, will probably be coming out game week 29 because he doesn't have a game more than anything um, to try and get Harry Kane in. I don't know who I'm going to put in for Salah yet. Um, on the short list at the moment, Bakayo Saka's in there. Um, at Jesse Lingard at the moment, but I, I don't I don't really know who else. Um which would give me a lot of money left over, but I think just for that game week, those are two of the better options to be looking at. Um, so at the moment, I'm I'm saving my transfers so I can do two next week, maybe three. If Dyer doesn't start playing again, I'm going to have to end up taking him out, which is a bit frustrating. But I, if I can get Calvert-Lewin and Salah out, I should have, I think, nine or ten players for game week 29. Um, so that, that'll be my moves. In terms of the armband, Calvert Lewin could be an option. Like <laughs> I'm probably not going to do it um, because I have Bruno Fernandez in my team. <laughs> I just think if you, I'm going to go vanilla, I've got I've gone very very raspberry ripple. I've gone fruity as you like this week. Triple captain on Marez, and it's paid off and then some. But I think it's I think he he's bound to have a rest soon, Marez, Whereas Bruno Fernandez. He's going to start. West Ham, have, I don't think West Ham have kept a clean sheet against anyone from the so-called top six this season. So I think that he's still got a good chance of scoring despite West Ham being in very good form at the moment. And they won't have Jesse Lingard. So I'm probably going to captain Bruno. and be boring as anything. <laughs> um, Point prediction,
1: 63, I think. Okay, 63. I like it. Um, it's, always, it's always interesting to see the battle between you two and to see you guys. I mean, it starts to hurt my neck after a while looking. Uh, that high <laughs> up. But if you carry on like you're going, you'll see what I mean soon. Enough. Don't <laughs> worry. Come join me down, down in the millions. All right. <laughs> um, so yeah, <laughs> he's not even responding. <laughs> So, with um, with what I'm going for, um, I was pretty bang on with my points prediction uh, last week. I actually think I might have got a scoff from Birdie when I predicted myself 75. I'm going to fall just short of it on 72, um, but I'm going to take that. I'm going to take that. 72, can't argue too much. That's probably 30, 40 points gained on my one of my closest rivals in Birdie. Um, <laughs> it'll be interesting to see if it happens again, where he... Falls behind me despite me not being in the in the race. But what else have I got to say about my team? Yeah, similar to similar to these guys. I'm not sure whether to do a transfer this week or to save it and bring in three for the game week 29. Um, on my shortlist at the moment, I'm thinking similar to the birdie bargain is Dan Byrne um, or. Or Ben White, I'm not sure. It'll be one of those two, I'm thinking. I'm eyeing up uh, Cresswell as well, um, as well as bringing in Gareth Bale. So I can have the triple. That is my hope for game week 29. So a West Ham defender, a Brighton defender, and Gareth, the Welsh wizard, Bale. That's my thoughts. But for this week, I'm not sure where it's going to go. i got Jesse Lingard's obviously having a drop to my bench. Uh, Eric Peters isn't playing at the moment, so maybe Patrick Bamford against Chelsea comes in. With regards to their armband, uh, it's got to be at the moment for me on Bruno. If I did have De Bruyne, I'd, I'd maybe think about it. Harry Kane against Arsenal is an interesting one. Arsenal are fine. They're, they're pretty okay defensively at the moment. Uh, Kane looks in cracking form, but I'm probably going to go vanilla. And that means going Mr. Vanilla himself, Bruno Penendez. Um, points prediction crumbs, uh, 60, (laughs) 60, 60. Let's go. That's the most vanilla score going 60. Um, that will be me, lads. that'll be me. um, Yeah, it's great to see the wheels falling off of Birdie. And I'm sure Robbie's going to try something outrageous soon and probably bottle it again. Hence why us never win anything.
0: Yeah, this is is what it's all about, you know. This is what it's all about, bottling at the end of the season, you know. It just brings a bit of excitement into our lives and just keeps (laughs) us on our pedestal. Because, you know, as I know the feeling of being champion... <laughs> thing you have do to work you remember for, it, though? and uh, yeah, I do remember it. I do remember it. But after all this, black and white, time you won it. <laughs> after all this chat, I'm going to Gareth Bale out of this podcast because <laughs> I've, I've had enough of it. And Gareth Bale has been very successful, so that's, it's the right thing to do. Um So Man City scored five so far this evening. Um, and it just shows that they are the team to focus on. Thank you very much for listening. Lots of content, lots of defensive goodies, and maybe even a little bit going forward. So, so much of the season to go. All these lows, all these highs. That's what makes fantasy football so fantastic. See you next time on The Birds eye view.